In this episode, we dive deep into the treacherous waters of Google algorithm updates and how to survive them. So in this actionable episode where you will learn what to do step by step, I'm going to unravel the mystery that is surrounding Google algorithms, ever changing landscape and reveal the exact formula for thriving in a world where survival is almost all but guaranteed if you follow these steps. And if you stay tuned, I'll even expose the three vital secrets that you must know before making a single move after an update has come and gone. So stay tuned, you're not gonna wanna miss a second of it. Let's grow. What is up, my name is Chris and welcome to episode 87 of the Blogger Evolution. Here we talk about building passive income streams that work for you so you don't have to. So if you want help to build those streams, consider subscribing. Also, if you truly want to learn how to build a blog that earns over $100,000 or just simply to replace your current income, you need to be able to hang out with people who are doing that exact same thing or has already done it. And the absolute best place for that will be oneblogaway.co. Over at oneblogaway.co, you're going to get help from living and breathing active bloggers and see what kind of tricks that they are using that is working today to grow their blogs to where they want them to be. Plus, the best bonus of this entire thing is that you will get direct help from me because that's my community. So I'll reach out to you directly as soon as you join and we'll get you started. In fact, if you sign up with oneblogaway.co today, I will give you a free video site audit showing you exactly what's going on with your website, some things you need to improve on and how you can start making money with it as soon as possible. So be sure to visit oneblogaway.co and I'll see you on the inside. All right, so quick story. When I first started college, this was before um, I had a family, it's before I had a wife and kids and everything, you know, it was going to LSU and I was really, you know, excited to really start college at the time. This is a long time ago, by the way. <laughs> but anyways, um, I first got started with electrical engineering, actually with a double major with computer engineering because they were very, very closely related. So I started with that degree and I was on my way. I was taking a lot of the entry level classes that you need to kind of get started. A lot of that regular general education stuff just before you move on into the more specific classes that you need to become an engineer. But I was always the kind of person that didn't need to study a ton, you know, in high school and middle school and all of that. I was able to always kind of look over the information and just spit it back out on a test. But when I got to college, man, I had to learn how to study at that point. Right. I had to learn how to figure stuff out on my own, you know, very complex concepts and then be able to explain it to somebody else. So that was kind of a tough time for me. And I remember I went through, I think it was one of the second or third physics classes that you need to take just to get to the point where you're going to be taking some engineering courses. And that class kicked my butt. Like it really did. I, I had a hard time getting through it whatsoever because I was still taking a lot of the same studying habits that I had in the past, which were virtually non-existent to, you know, something that really did require you to really dive deep into the subject. And I didn't like it, you know, and I didn't go through with it. And I ended up changing my major to something completely different. But I learned something through that whole process. Um, actually, a professor explained it to me. They were like, a lot of these early classes that get a little difficult with what you need to learn in order to become an engineer is put there to weed out people. It's put there so that 
you understand that if it gets this hard and you can get through it, then you're probably going to have a better shot at getting through stuff later uh, within trying to obtain this particular degree. And unfortunately, I was one of the ones that got weeded out. Right? I was one of the ones that was just like, you know what? Eh, that's not really for me. And I ended up changing my degree audit because of that. So I bring up that whole story to show you that it's the exact same thing when it comes to building up our blogs. Seemingly, Google is always changing stuff. They're always making this happen. They're always making that happen. And I believe truly that they're doing it because they're trying to weed out the winners from the fakers. Okay, the people who are really in this to try to help people are going to continue going with it no matter what. But the people who are just in it for the money or they're just in it to try to make a quick buck, they're going to get weeded out because it's just getting harder and harder and harder to to be able to sustain in this business. So my question to you, which one are you? Are you the person who are who is wanting to turn this into a real business? Are you a person who wants to make this into you know, your income, you know, permanently, you know, at least for the foreseeable future when it comes to Google affiliate marketing and SEO. If that's not you, then Google updates is going to weed you out. But if you are that person who wants to stick around and keep fighting because there is a big light at the end of the tunnel, then you're going to end up getting that. A lot of that comes from mindset, by the way. And we'll talk about that later in uh, later on in this episode. So first of all, just to make sure that we are on the same page here, let's talk about what a Google algorithm update is. Contrary to popular belief, all right, what Google does is actually very, very difficult. All right. Imagine when you are sitting down in front of Google and you start typing in a question, a comment, a concern, or whatever, just trying to get some help, getting an answer to your question, literally in less than a second, it even tells you how much time it took at the top, right? In less than a second, you have results that are going to help you go from point A to point B. Are they always the greatest results? Maybe not, but usually more times than not, it's something to get you into a direction to at least answer your question so that you can move on with your life and immediately uh, uh, be able to answer questions that maybe you weren't able to retain before. That's really hard to do. And Google does it much better than a lot of other places out there. And that includes ChatGPT and all of this GPT-4 type stuff, right? Um, and just to give you an example, think about the search engines that used to exist before even Google came onto the scene. Do you remember Lycos? Do you remember Ask Jeeves? What about Yahoo? Yahoo's still around today, but it was a totally different beast back then. Remember Excite? I used to use Excite all the time. What about this one? Alta Vista. Who remembers Alta Vista? Do you remember Alta Vista? And another one was um, uh, uh, Dogpile. Do you remember Dogpile? You used to search the internet, which wasn't that big at the time, but even these things struggled to really give you good, actionable results to help you answer a question. Remember all of the e-zine articles that will pop up and they were just, it was terrible results and they were just dominating not just these search engines, but Google also. But what separated Google from a lot of these other search engines is that Google kept improving. They kept changing things up to try to give the best result possible. And those efforts is what has made Google into what they are today. Google is constantly changing things to tweak and to make sure that what people are looking for, the search intent for what it is that we're looking for is met 
and we are left with a satisfiable answer. So with that kind of stuff in mind, does that mean that Google is against us? No, because when you really look at the grand scheme of what Google is trying to do, they're actually kind of working with us. They're working with the right people, but you have to be that person that they are willing to work with. You may be ranking for something sometimes that you have no business ranking for. You might be ranking for a random term, like a one word term like lawyer. You know, maybe you have a legal website where you talk about, you know, things that are going to help you be more legal. I don't know. But maybe you're ranking for lawyer. Do you have any business ranking for lawyer? Is it going to get you a lot of traffic? Probably. Is it going to make you some money? More times than not. But usually a brand new site, when I say brand new, I mean one that's even within the last few years, is not going to rank well for a term like lawyer or at least satisfy the search intent for what people are looking for when they type in that word. So then a Google algorithm update comes along, things tweak, and all of a sudden that term that you were ranking for that you probably didn't need to, probably plummets. But you probably didn't need to be ranking for it to begin with. But we have to also have to look at this conversely. Sometimes there's terms that you need to be ranking for that you aren't, and then a Google algorithm update can fix it. You see, there's a lot of negatives that go on when it comes to uh, Google algorithm updates. Um, but the problem is you need to be absolutely sure that what you are creating at that time satisfies the search intent of what Google wants so that you can, at least in the long run, make more money with it and make something that's more sustainable. That's going to get you traffic for years rather than a few days or a few months. So when we keep in mind what these Google updates are really for, the whole purpose of these Google updates that's where the whole point is, okay? Work with Google, not necessarily against it. So here are a few tips that I wanna give you to help you survive Google updates now that we're all on the same page and we understand what Google updates happens to be. Number one, you need to be positive, okay? Positivity goes a long way in making sure that you handle these Google updates effectively and that you continue moving forward rather than being Weeded out like I was in college. So number one, keep this in mind. If you are doing something backhanded, if you're doing something a little shady that you probably shouldn't be doing to help grow your site, then don't be surprised if you get hit by an algorithm update. Don't. Because it's that's what's going to happen. You see, there's this thing that's called black hat, gray hat, and white hat SEO. Now, we're not saying that, you know, specifically, if you were to completely build your site white hat, that you'll never have a problem. However, when it comes to doing things that might be walking the line, that might be completely black hat where you're just trying to game the system. Don't be surprised if you get hit really hard by a Google algorithm update. The thing is, Google updates are not designed to destroy you. They're designed to help people who are looking for what they're looking for. And if you're not doing that and you're not building content in a way that is helpful for that, then Google algorithm update is going to always be right there beyond your shoulder. You know, you're going to always be looking over your shoulder, trying to figure out, OK, when am I going to get hit next? So be positive. Be sure that you are building your site with the most white hat tactics possible so that you can mitigate 
how much loss you could have in case the Google algorithm update comes your way. But then also remember, it could go the other way as well, where a Google algorithm update can fix things that you need to be ranking for. Now, a couple of actionable things that I want you to keep in mind that will help you to be and remain positive is the number one, don't panic when an algorithm update happens. They happen. It's the way of life. Google algorithm updates seemingly at one point was happening once every couple of years at one point a long time ago. And when I say a long time ago, I mean maybe 2013, 2014. And then all of a sudden they seem to be happening once a few, a few oh, sorry, a few times a year. And after a few times a year, it moved on and now it's happening seemingly almost every other month. So, yeah, there is a little bit of volatility there, but there are still people who are being very successful with their niche websites because they're just moving forward and adjusting to things as they change with Google. So don't panic. When things do happen, you just need to do it just like a tornado came through, right? Sit back and assess the damage. Figure out what's been lost. Once you've done that, now it's time to analyze the best course of action to figure out how to fix everything on your site. And the, usually the best ways to do that is by looking at your site technically, looking at a technical SEO, looking at links, and then looking at the content. And then once you've configured some type of action plan, then follow through with that plan. The number two thing that you need to do is to be sure that you're tracking your keywords. And you wanna do this before an algorithm update happens. Um, tracking your keywords is huge because there you can see where your site was and now where your site is. Uh, it's harder to do that sometimes in places just like Google Analytics. Because you can see where individual posts were at one point and where they are now, but you can't see the keywords that you're ranking for. Um, usually keyword research, sorry, keyword tools that help keep track of your keywords are uh, going to be very helpful. Um, I use a lot of third parties to do this for me. So for example, Ahrefs has a very good uh, uh, way to track your keywords. Um, you can track keywords in Google Search Console. You need to know a little bit more about how to use it specifically. Go look up a YouTube video on it. But that's a free option um, that can give you some keyword advice as well as you're trying to track your keywords. Um, SERP Robot is a nice, very cheap option that you can use to um, keep track of your keywords as well. I believe they're like five bucks a month or something which isn't bad. Um, Uber suggest that's another way that you can keep track of your keywords. Um, another very inexpensive tool, I believe it's 12 or $13 per month. And they do have an option where you can pay once and have it for a lifetime, which is really awesome. And that'll keep track of all of your keywords. Um, another interesting tool, just a little, uh, another tool that you can use here is the SEM rush sensor, where it actually kind of looks at the heartbeat of the internet, <laughs> trying to figure out how volatile things are for that particular day. Um, you might have seen this quite often when people, when an update is happening and they're like, yep, here is the volatility re report or the volatility graph. And you'll see that things are moving everywhere in almost every industry. All right. Using tools like these are going to help you know what's going on with your website and what's going on in Google in general. Right. That way you can continue moving forward and uh, not necessarily be stuck wondering where'd all your traffic go on your site. All right, the next thing that you should definitely do is uh, avoid Facebook groups, especially a lot of these, you know, not great Facebook groups. Um, there's a lot of people out there who are building blogs. You know, a lot of people, not just 
you know, people here in the United States, not just people in Taiwan or in Chiang Mai or in Australia. They're everywhere. You know, the UK, they're everywhere. So because of that, you know, sometimes, you know, these Facebook groups get filled with a lot of people who might be doing some of the things we just talked about, like maybe not building their sites the best way they need to be built. Or maybe they chose a bad niche or maybe there there's a lot of things that can go into whether or not traffic is going down on a site when a Google algorithm hits. But if you are around these people in these groups, it can sometimes become very toxic because all you're seeing is graphs or these Google search ends, Google search console graphs that are like immediately just nosedive when it comes to traffic. And they're like, what did I do? I've been doing everything great. I've been doing everything white hat, yada, yada, yada. And all of a sudden my traffic is gone and they have no real explanation for it. I venture to say that eight times out of 10, nine times out of 10, most likely, those people who are building those sites are probably doing some stuff they probably shouldn't be doing to try to shortcut. And when that's the case, this is what's going to happen. Again, looking over your shoulder for the next Google algorithm, Google algorithm update that's going to destroy your site. You don't want that. All right. Now, I'm not saying that all of these out there are going to be bad, but it's just, just like when you go to a restaurant and maybe you have a bad experience, like a really bad experience, you're going to go post about it on their forum. You're going to go write a letter. You know, you're going to go post a negative review on that website. But if you go to a restaurant, you have an average experience. You're probably not going to say much about it. Right. Uh, so it's like part of the extremes. Either you had an amazing aspect or maybe you had a pretty terrible one. But regardless, you're going to write something about it because something negative is happening. So what that tends to create is a whole bunch of negative negativity in these groups when Google algorithm updates happen. And that can mess with your mindset. It can mess with whether or not you're being positive or not to continue moving, building up your site or getting dejected because you see other people who are getting dejected and you'll end up stopping and thinking that the process doesn't work. Spoiler alert, the process of blogging still works today. Now, one of the best places that you can go to to have some positivity and uh, uh, actually learn the best way to build up your blogs and niche sites would be oneblogaway.co. See what I did there? <laughs> oneblogaway.co. Um, we talked about it briefly at the very beginning of the episode, but it's a community there full of bloggers who are working today. Um, I'm there as well, so you can shoot me questions, comments, or concerns at any moment, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Um, you can even get a free video site audit if you were to sign up today. So be sure to go check it out, oneblogaway.co, and I'll see you on the inside. All right, next thing that you need to be absolutely sure that you do not do when it comes to assessing and surviving a Google algorithm update is just don't make stuff up, right? It's very easy to do when you're in a lot of these, you know, kind of toxic Facebook groups and you see what other people are saying and then you're immediately thinking, oh, that must be happening to my site too. Chances are it's not, right? Every site has a million different reasons why it could have been affected by a Google algorithm update. And here's a big one. Just because you have a lost traffic doesn't mean that it was because of an update. Sometimes traffic just dips, right? Um, a big way to figure this out is to ask yourself the question, is your site top heavy? And when I say top heavy, I mean, if you have 100 posts on your website, maybe even 50 posts on your website, but only like one or two of them are getting the vast bulk majority of your traffic, 
if one of those things slips down from one to two to ten, you know, on the Google algorithm or on the uh, SERP engine or the uh, search engine results page, you know, if he gets in that place, you're going to lose a lot of traffic. But that might not have been because of a Google algorithm update. It could have just been because the SERPs just kind of adjusted based on new content that's out right now. That wasn't an algorithm update. That was just the SERP shifting. One good way to kind of see if perhaps it was a Google algorithm update and you're not just sailing on your own with your site that's lost traffic or even gained traffic is to check your competitors. You should have a list of websites that are similar to yours out there in the interweb and look to see, are is their traffic been increasing or is their traffic been dipping? That might give you an indication right there that there might have been something specific to your industry that happened in the Google search results. So to give you something a little actionable on how to do this effectively, <clears throat> um, how you can check your site is to check your Google Analytics. So go to your analytics. And um, I know depending on when this is, when you're listening to this, we might have already made the shift, the woeful shift to uh, Google Analytics 4. So I'll tell you exactly how to check uh, whether or not the traffic on your site has been dipping and on what pages right now on both of those platforms, whether it's uh, Universal Analytics, which is the one that everyone uses and loves now, or uh, whether it's uh, Google Analytics 4. So for Universal Analytics, just go to your analytics, click on the behaviors, then click on site content, and then all pages. And then from there, at the top right-hand corner, just change the date to the last 28 days, or the last 30 days, or 60 days, however many days you want to look back at it. And to make sure that you check the little compare button, Google will automatically go back the same number of days that you've selected in that first window and then press look up the report. And then from there, you can look at every single page that has had traffic based on the previous 60 days versus where they are now in the last 60 days. That will give you a pretty good indication as to where your site is losing or gaining traffic. Now, to do this with Google Analytics 4, open up Google Analytics version 4 and then go to reports and then engagement and then pages and screens. And then you're going to do the exact same thing. Uh, top right hand corner, go to the date, change it to whatever time period you're looking for. You can do this as little as one day, but one day is probably not a great way to do it. Do at least seven days, probably at most 60 to 90 days. And then from there, make sure that you check that uh, compare button. It'll automatically look back and then you'll know exactly what individual pages on your site has lost traffic or even gained traffic by percentage. And you can go through each and every one of them. All right, the next thing you need to do when it comes to surviving a Google algorithm update is you need to wait and let the update finish. Usually these updates, when they roll out, takes a couple of weeks for them to roll out. And in most cases, you might start seeing some volatility in the search engine results page or on your website, usually a few days before they actually announce it. And sometimes, unfortunately, they do have updates that they never really announce. So you don't really know sometimes. But regardless, they have done a better job at coming out and letting us bloggers and SEOs know whether or not there has been a Google algorithm update that has been released. So first of all, you need to let the update settle and finish. Imagine trying to fix up a house that's in the middle of a hurricane. That doesn't make any sense, right? Let the hurricane pass, then you assess the damage and then move on with a fix for it. So don't go making crazy changes to your site after you after one day of this thing of these Google algorithm updates happening. 
let the update finish and then go back and assess the results. This is going to also be helpful when it comes to your mental health, okay? Because you instead of staying in a lot of these toxic Facebook groups that are going to really just drag you down and lead you further away from your actual goal of earning a full-time income with your website, but keep your mental health steady and stay in places that you know are going to help build you up, like oneblogaway.co, gratuitous plug, but it's going to help build you up uh, rather than tear you down. So let the update finish. Don't make any drastic changes. Um, we'll talk about a few things that you can change on a website that will be helpful for it as well later in the episode. Another thing that you can do to kind of help insulate yourself from Google algorithm updates is to become an authority in your space. So is it true that niche websites are dying? No, I wouldn't say that they're dying, but it is much better today to build up a brand and to build up a website that covers a topic thoroughly more times than not, right? Uh, so in that instance, you need to find a way to build up your site to become an authority in your space, an authority in your niche. Because what I have found from experience is that usually sites that are authorities in their space don't get hit as hard during algorithm updates. They still get hit. Don't get me wrong, but usually they won't get hit as hard. Instead of seeing a 40 or 50% drop in traffic, you might only see a 10% drop in traffic. And even then, it still might bounce back if you make a couple of changes. So to become an authority in your space, all you need to do is cover your topics from top to bottom. As in, create content on these particular subjects from every angle, answer every question, create the buyer's guides, create the reviews, let Google know easily that your site is about this subject and they should be sending anybody who's interested in it to that website. Another great way to do this would be to create a topical map on your site. Now, this is something that I've always done to an extent, but never super in depth. I've always wanted to cover a topic and try to get some topical authority, right? But uh, building a topical map and being very intentional with it makes a huge difference. In fact, recently I just uh, did a review on Topical Maps Unlocked, which is an amazing um, training that shows you exactly, literally step-by-step, -step, how to take a very specific niche, whatever it is that you happen to be jumping into, and how to create a topical map so that you can have success and build yourself up as an authority in that space. I'll be sure to leave a link down in the description or just go to bloggerevolution.com and check the blog there. You'll see the review of Topical Maps Unlocked. But while you're doing this and you're creating the content, you also have to create the links. I've seen so many times sites that are getting huge traffic but don't have a lot of authority and they seem to be getting hit harder by these Google algorithm updates than not. It's amazing to get a site that gets 100, 200, 300,000 page views per month, but you have a domain rating or domain authority of like two and a half. Can that work? Yes, it can. There's been a lot of people who have had a plenty of success with it. But you need to be able to stand up on something other than just the content. The content and the links is what's going to build a moat around your site so that even though you're getting a ton of traffic, you're not necessarily going to be so, you know, um, actually, there was a guy who talked about sitting on a one legged stool, you know, where you seem to be doing just fine when you're on your own. But if something comes around and bumps you like a brand new website that's maybe creating better content or does have links kind of bumps you all of a sudden you realize you're not as stable as you thought you were. 
So build up your sites as an authority, not just with content, but also with the links. Uh, just a couple of caveats when it comes to building links, though. Just be careful hiring people to build links for you. You don't want to uh, find yourself in a place where they're getting you some pretty nasty, shady looking uh, uh, links to your site because that can hurt your site, too. Right. You can even get um, manual penalties from Google if you allow this to happen. I would definitely say uh, use a service that will allow you to vet these links before they are placed for you. That's a big deal right there, because you can then look at the website and see if it's make sure it's not a link farm. Right. Make sure it's a legitimate website that's getting Google traffic itself. And you'll know whether or not you should be getting a link from that site or not. And make sure that they are relevant links to your site as well. Um, I mean, if it's the New York Times, the Boston Globe, the L.A. Times, those are different because they're ridiculous sites. Right. They're up in the 80s and 90s when it comes to domain rating. But I would say it's much better to get a site that's a 30 or a 40 that's really in line with what your site has to talk about, extremely relevant. That's going to help build up your site more times than not. Now, to help determine what kind of authority you might need, you know, I'm not saying that you need to build a level, you know, a domain rating or an authority of a 90 site. That's kind of crazy. And it's going to take you years and years to do that. But just look at the competitors within your space. Punch in their stuff into the uh, uh Domain rate checker, I think Ahrefs have that's 100% for free. Throw their sites in there and just see what their domain rating happens to be. And do that for a lot of your competitors. Where are they averaging? What kind of traffic are these websites getting? And then that'll give you a pretty good indication of about where you need to build your site so that you can become an authority. That way you can, at that point, post any article that you want in your space, and it'll probably rank within hours or even a couple of days, a lot sooner than months and months and months down the line. Another thing that you should do to uh, be sure to um, survive these Google algorithm updates is to look for patterns. All right. So if your site went up or if your site went down, you know, again, both of these work, you need to figure out what type of patterns are there uh, that may have led to the hit or the increase. So what kind of similarities do these articles have that seemingly took a hit? Are they all best of type posts, like commercial type posts? Are they all reviews or are they strictly informational stuff? You know, based on what section of your website gets hit, then you can know what to move forward in and what to fix the next time you're creating more content for your site. I would also say to read from uh, uh, reputable resources, not just, you know, random people in toxic Facebook groups, right? You want to go to actual places where people are practicing this kind of thing. Um, a couple of places that I like to go to would be searchengineland.com, searchenginejournal.com. There might even be a few influencers out there that you might want to follow just to see what they have to say about the subject. Just make sure that they're decent ones that you know that are practicing the game. One of the biggest ones out there will no doubt probably be Matt Diggity. You know, he's a great resource and uh, he talks about what's going on when it comes to these Google algorithm updates. And that's the kind of thing that we need someone who understands and is in the game versus not, you know, versus someone who's just kind of on the edge waiting to get weeded out by a Google algorithm update. Um, the last thing that you should do is to not panic. All right. Panicking is going to be the last thing that you need to be doing because it's just going to cause you to give up. We don't want you to give up. All right. So one of the best ways to 
understand and not panic is to know exactly what Google wants. So what I recommend is be sure that you have read the Google Webmaster Guidelines. In fact, I think they changed the name of it. It's probably the Essentials Guidelines or something like that. Regardless, just Google Google Guidelines and you'll be able to see exactly what Google wants and what they look for in articles uh, so that they you can have the best chances at ranking for your site. This is going to help you from not panicking because you have more information. It's not the longest read in the world, but if if blogging is really something you would like to turn into $100,000, you know, in your bank account or you want to be able to uh, uh, make the, replace your income with this so that you can live on your website, you're going to want to know these guidelines. All right. Another thing you can do is to consult an expert, consult someone who has been through it, who has, you know, uh, been able to stay in the game, in the industry of Google SEO, even after updates have occurred and figure out what they want, you know, figure out what they have seen in your site. For an example, I can do that for you, you know, look at your website, see what's going on. I've been through, been in blogging since 2015 or so. So I've seen quite a few updates and uh, can give you some actionable advice on what you can do to help build up your site. Um, that's more better, you know, or more better. That's actually more for people who are within my ecosystem. So one blog the blog builder pro those places, I'll be able to get those for you very, very easily. Um, next up is to, when you are making changes and a Google algorithm update has come and gone, make one change at a time. Don't necessarily go in, change up 10 things and then wait and see what happens. You need to look at it one thing at a time. Make one change and then look at the results for a few days, maybe a couple of weeks, maybe even a month. See if anything changes. If nothing changes, make another tweak and then move on from there. The trick here is just like with um, back in science class, you know, back in your high school days, you had a control and you had a variable. So you had the control so that you can know what happens if nothing changes. And then you have the variable where that's where you're changing and you're trying to see exactly what happened. So your website is the control. Make one little tweak. That's the variable. And then assess the results after some time has passed. Regardless of whatever you decide to do, just make this a project. Read the Google search guidelines, figure out exactly what Google wants, and then structure your content in a way that Google likes. Um, I'll be sure to link down the Google search guidelines in the description or in the show notes if you're watching this uh, or if you're listening to this on the podcast. Um, look at stuff straight out of the horse's mouth, all right? I understand you can't necessarily 100% trust everything that comes out of Google's mouth, but their guidelines... They're, they're, they're pretty good. I would recommend at least checking out their guidelines. So bottom line, keep these three things in mind. When you get hooked, hit by a Google algorithm update or a Google algorithm update kind of comes and goes on your website, there's three things you need to look at. Number one, look at the technical SEO. This will be how your site is structured in terms of keeping it up and running to provide a better user experience. Look at... Uh, do you have a ton of 404 errors? You know, do you have how fast is your website? Look at your core web vitals. Usually with these things, they may not be a direct contributing factor, but at least checking to see if they're A-OK will let you know that, OK, at least I know this wasn't the issue and then I can focus on something else. Right. So make sure that you check the technical SEO. Make sure that you check the links on your site and be sure that there's no weird influx of links that maybe you haven't commissioned that are now showing up on your site. And if these links are like casino links or adult links or, you know, strange crypto type links, things like that, then you might have to go and start, you know, uh, disavowing some links within Google Search Console to avoid you from getting hit by a Google algorithm update or even a manual penalty. And then the third thing that you want to check is your content. 
Again, just like we talked about before, look at your Google Analytics, figure out what type of content got hit, figure out what type of content is no longer ranking the way that you thought it was ranking. And then from there, figure out was it just a slip in the um, in the search engine results page or is something bigger going on here? Maybe did the search intent change? Did you know, articles that were ranking great are no longer ranking. It's probably because maybe Google changed the way that your website pops up in Google. From then, you can now make a good assessment as the type of content that did get hit and then make the changes accordingly. All right, so if you've made it all the way to the end of this episode of the Blogger Revolution, you no doubt are in for the long haul. You're not getting weeded out. So to help you with not getting weeded out and gets more you know, positivity in your life when it comes to building up blogs and uh, niche websites, I definitely invite you to go to oneblogaway.co. Again, it's an amazing platform that we can all talk about building websites and making money from these websites, not just building them, but actually making some cash from them as well. So go, be sure to go check it out, oneblogaway.co. If you decide to enroll today, I will give you personally a free video audit of your website and see where you are, what I recommend you do to continue moving forward and then continue going with that as well. So hope to see you in the next episode and I'll catch you later.